We've now done about 10 or 20 pages, so we've only got about 1,300 pages to go. <laughs> We're doing okay, boys. I'm just okay, saying thank you for night. joining and us in hour two of our <laughs> multi-day marathon podcast. Coming yeah, up. we're fundraising for kids with uh, some kind of disease, right? I love the F Plus Podcast, Terrible Things, Red Enthusiasm. My name's Lemon. I'm Boots Ranger. And what we have for you is something that is odd. <laughs> uh, you know, as a departure from what we've done previously. Yeah. Um, tonight's episode is the Dozer Fleet Productions Wiki. Um, Dozer Fleet uh, Productions is... Uh, a site that is run by a guy named Ivan Ryder, um, whose name is also David Stifel, whose name is also Dozerfleet founder, and he has a uh, media conglomerate company that doesn't exist, but he owns it, and he writes about it, and it's history. Yeah, his his full-time job is uh, is creating a fantasy where he runs the world's largest media corporation. Sure, sure. It's like if um, it's like if uh, Harvey Weinstein um, spent a little bit more time eating sandwiches <laughs> and a little bit less time in meetings. Uh, this is this is basically what you'd get. Uh, this episode is going to hopefully make sense. Uh, we re- we ended up recording long. I, I pieced everything together. Uh, I think it works pretty well. Uh, but but you know we're trying to give you. Uh, an idea of of who Dozer Fleet founder is and what he's capable of, and uh, it's taken him hundreds of thousands of words to say that. So you know, yeah, there, uh, there are there are depths to this website that we have not uh, seen anywhere else. Uh, I don't you know I don't know if depths is widths. There are widths <laughs> to this website. <laughs> Breadths. Uh, yeah, so Dozer Fleet Wiki, it's happening, and, uh, boy, there's gonna be some words. Mm-hmm. Readers, assemble! In the room tonight, we have Booth Ring Gear. In October 2004, he discovered Rooster Teeth. This is core essential to Dozer Fleet history relevance. Faceier, <laughs> Aquaddle! The Dozer Fleet founder advertised the idea while using the name Q-Basic Gorillas and repeatedly asked users, where's Colonel Flex? Bunny Bread! Blender Delight Pancakes Recipe is a short video produced by Dozer Fleet in 2011. It features the recipe for Dozer's Blender Delight Pancakes Recipe. Oh, oh. Jesus, it's Frank West! The ashtray photo was taken to illustrate how smoking being tolerated on campus was leading to an ugly, smelly campus. And Lemon. She even bragged how she, quote, didn't need the likes of him once she started her job at Polo Ralph Lauren. When he told her she filled a void in his life, she replied, Fill it yourself! So let me start off uh, talking to you about Dozer Fleet Productions, okay. because sometimes what's more important than the man is uh, is his work, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So, so Dozer Fleet Productions. Dozer Fleet Productions is an independent think tank and warehouse. <laughs> think tank and warehouse. Uh, founded in October 12th of 1994. It's a computer desk in a garage. Name. On May 10th of 2006, it has several outlets for entertainment purposes, including a deviant art outlet. Oh. Wow! <laughs> Which, you know, many media conglomerates tend to have. Yeah. No, Disney yeah. started out on deviant art, didn't he? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Showcases of Dozer Fleet content are on Am I Right as well, which means that he, like, posts his own songs to a song parody site. Oh. Uh, Dozer Fleet Productions also has a Dozer Fleet wiki, which you're on right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Dozer oh, Fleet blog and a few other major divisions. Oh. Okay, a history. The very beginnings of Dozer Fleet production were in November of 1993. By 1988, the would-be founder, <laughs> as it was destined, uh, had decided after studying several movies and TV shows... <laughs> that it would be his dream to enter the entertainment business. The initial idea through drawings of sketches, which later gave way to a combination of these with short stories and later scripts and novellas. 
The first collection would be started on October 12th of 1994. A year later, in August of 1996, whoops. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, it's, yes. uh, one is the same as two, right? Yes. <laughs> for, for sufficiently large margins of error, yeah. <laughs> the first real name was given for the collection, Flamingo Entertainment. This would change to Cormorant Entertainment in August of 1997 and would again change to Dozer Fleet in May of 2006. Uh, okay. Because it was the name keeping you held back, wasn't it? It was yeah. really that. It went from, cra- it went from, from crazy to lifeless to just fucking nuts. That's good. Let, let me tell you about Dozer Fleet. The name Dozer Fleet was inspired by the fact <laughs> that the nickname given to the founder of Dozer Fleet... Ooh, okay, let me try that one more time. Mm. Okay, one breath. Gonna do it. The name of Dozer Fleet was inspired by the fact that the nickname given to the founder of Dozer Fleet while rollerblading at the Edrews Skating Rink in Holt, Michigan in the winters of 1998 and 1998 was the bulldozer due to the fact that anyone who collided with him was usually plowed down in the attempt. <laughs> So you so, fell down a lot. You want to really draw attention to this. Yeah. He wasn't on rollerblades. He just walked around <laughs> in the people. When he called me a bulldozer, I was like, fuck you, I'm a hundred bulldozers. <laughs> uh, the first to use this nickname for the founder was Kenny McKellar, who attended the same high school as the founder of Dozer Fleet. Uh, November 2007, after several failed attempts at getting a dedicated HTML host, and those are difficult, the Dozer Fleet Forum was added as a place for public discussion about Dozer Fleet content, past, present, and future. Future. I want to talk about the future. No! Past Fleet. and present are equally as funny as future. Oh. <laughs> because none of this shit exists. This is very important. Oh. So people need to comment about, about entertainment productions that do not exist. Okay, in January of 2011, the forum was replaced with a blog. The blog was phased out. In October 1st of 2011, Old Post Archive, uh, future blog-worthy posts to be saved in the hard drive and copied to social media outlets. Don't worry, we'll get to the blog. <laughs> we'll get to the blog. Uh, the blog was later revived on Tumblr, um, and then an official site with little on it went up in 2011 at, at webpages.com domain hosted by Award Space. Hey, you know, I, I really like listening to you talk about this shit, but I sure would like to see your vast collection of logos. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I just want to, like, paint a picture with words. Okay, so Please. my logo, uh, in in, uh, in 2006, it mm-hmm. was the robots from Berserk. Mm, those are uh, <laughs> more like, like, like microwave UFOs. <laughs> I was thinking they were, yeah, okay, there we go. I was, I was thinking were... it was the like biohazard suit heads. And then uh, in every logo, uh, what what uh, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to go uh, color fill, and then you're gonna want to select some sort of like goldy copper thing, maybe gradient, maybe not. And then what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to go into Photoshop to the little filter thing, and, blur. and then just do this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe like five passes of blur at the end. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. You're going to need at least, like, yeah, you're going to need, like, a gradient. You're going to need a bevel. You're going to need a fade. You're going to need a so drop blurred, shadow. Just black. I can't actually even see them. My You've had protected. your eyes shut this whole time. I mean, explain <laughs> to me, yeah, explain to me one successful logo that doesn't have a bevel effect on it. You can't. Can't do it. Yeah, no, not cannot really. do it. I, I can't uh, think of any logo that doesn't so have. So anyway, so he's he's produced a. Uh, I'm sorry, I or no Dozer Fleet. Of course not. We're not talking right about the founder of Dozer all. Fleet. <laughs> yeah, the founder of Dozer Fleet. Uh, so he's produced uh, a lot of different. Uh, there's Dozer Fleet literature, Dozer Fleet records, Dozer Fleet comics, Dozer Fleet TV. <laughs> <laughs> the Dozer Fleet forum, of course, its own branch. I want um, I want to know about the the science projects of uh, Dozer Fleet. Is there any? Uh... The science projects. Oh, yeah, you're talking about Dozer Fleet Labs. Yes. Yeah, well, we've, uh, Dozer science. Fleet Labs is responsible for a lot of science. For example, Utterly Sims. <laughs> Whoa. Right, right. That sounds uh, which good. Which is a Sims mod site. Oh, 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 oh. I see. All right, so, uh, uh, before we get into um, the fiction, which is a terrifying prospect, I'm positive we are not ready to experience yet we need to first know about the multiverse in which the fiction exists um, because of reasons so uh bunny bread if you'll tell me about the garosha multiverse will i ever okay hi i'm the founder of dozer fleet 
Well, no, you're one of the intrepid journalists who writes about the Oh, excuse me. (laughs) I'm Katie Couric. The founder of Desert Fleet is far too busy for this shit. (laughs) So, I'm Matt Taibbi. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like this is something that's worth uncovering. The Garosha Multiverse is the complete collection of all things Garosha branded within Dozer Fleet Comics, most of which can be found as belonging to one of several sub-compilations within the Gar- Gar- Why did I bother reading that? Fuck it. <laughs> Anyways, we got Earth Four Number Systems, I guess. I That makes sense. Well, tell me about it, the Earth Number System. No, no, no way in hell. No, please. Please. Okay. All right. In order to keep the vast and ever-evolving nature of... Is it Girosha or Girosha? I don't want to come off sounding stupid. I think you should just alternate. Okay. Sure, yeah. All right. Let's see, it's, it's the island where all the mutants have been uh, have moved to, following Magneto. Uh, I, uh, yes. That was nerdy enough that I wasn't going to touch it. Yep. In order to keep the vast and ever-evolving nature of Geisha Mythos straight, it was deemed necessary to describe major deviation moments in terms of being a separate narrative from which one was being abandoned. <laughs> Those were I've, words. I've read more clear what? bureaucratic documents than this. Other than Jeez. the Marl Quan and Grey Champion, as well as other essential elements of Mythos, Hyper Uber Proto Garosha. Let me say that again. Hyper Ubu Proto Garosha bears little to no resemblance to later Garoshas. It is therefore designated with a O so as to start the regular timer within the Meshulabachamatan trilogy, first draft. Oh, yeah. oh my god. This was numbered with a one because it was the first universe to include Sam Rikon, a universal constant for all later versions. Oh, That's sure. Well, that true. makes sense. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Tybee. Mr. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, why are these numbers in quotes? Oh, because they don't exist in universe 5000. Because they're, uh, they're strings and not integers. Oh. oh. I, yeah. Uh, Anyways, that's why yeah. the Michelin Trilogy first draft was dubbed Uber Proto Ultra Semi Garosha. The next one, Porno Garosha, was designated <laughs> as G2. What the fuck? <laughs> this was to indicate that it had the basic structure in place to contain stories about Stan and Shalia Flippo who would, from that point on, also be Universal Constance. Oh. Uh, okay, you I'm know what? Drink this, this, uh, this this uh, science fiction... Um, uh, Wait, this is fiction? If you if you click on Stan, it's just some dude in a fucking... <laughs> he's the most unassuming dude, and he's a Universal Constant? <laughs> no matter Look where. at that guy. I don't even know how to describe that. Wow. And it's... <laughs> it... It's a oh, wait, 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 I want to go, I want to go a little bit further, please. <laughs> what? Okay, okay, keep going then. Okay, okay, all right, so something about Stan and Shalea, Flip, blah, 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 yeah. who would from that point on be Universal Constance? However, no actual Garosha story developed. There. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, terrific. Then I'm glad that, that you needed 29... Uh, you needed the history of the thing that never happened, didn't you? I'm glad that you needed 29,000 words to describe the multiverse for something that doesn't fucking exist. Or that, that doesn't exist in a dot doesn't exist kind of way. Um, but that's actually not... Uh, that that, uh, that Garosha is not is, uh, his uh, epic. Uh, his epic is called Stationary Voyagers. Ooh. Oh. Stationary Voyagers. Uh, Aesir, if you'll tell me about Stationary Voyagers, please. Stationary, <laughs> they all wow. just sit on the couch? <laughs> no, actually. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, not, it's, it's not that. It's another that meaning of that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, type, the way he it's spells the... it, it's stationary with an E, which would imply, like, paper and... Correct. And stationary Voyagers is an satirical serial space opera television series... In development by Dozer Fleet Productions, uh-huh, a team of diplomatic recon-oriented anthropomorphic writing utensils. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you spelled it correctly. Been done before, thanks. <laughs> Yay! Seek to prevent widespread... Oh, Jesus. That's it's just seek... a rip-off of Marvel Comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And DC Comics. The pens seek to prevent widespread imperialism in their star system 
only to find themselves accidental heroes destined to battle an even bigger scheme by an ancient evil which threatens the eternal damnation of their entire universe. It was first envisioned in 2000 and has been undergoing numerous revisions since. Jesus. Uh, will you, uh, Mr. Mr. Dozerfleet founder... Um... <laughs> Who what does uh who who stars in in stationary voyagers? Well, yeah, let me tell you. Me, uh, I just want to yes, know, like, so I want to like, know I, what sort of star power you bring to this production. Like, I I made a convenient list, and there is links you could follow them through, so it's all there. Good. Uh, starring Pentel, click it, PD fifteen. Oh, I love him. A right bros, red pen, right Big bros, on blue that pen, and black pen. Uh, American Crafts Pink Gel. That's probably yeah. female. Yeah, she does nudity in every scene. It's awesome. Yeah. American Crafts Purple. Hate her. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bitch. I've heard she's a bitch oh. in everything she's ever done. Oh, I, a I should add, it's an, if, you, if you pause and mouse over each link, he's got names for them. So the Pentel Click at PT15 is Pextel. Yeah, they the all... right bros, red pen is Rod... Rodney and Tinnies. They all have photos and bios. What's what's the what's the theme song? What's what's, so what's the, the what's, this, what's the, the name of the theme song to this uh, to this oh, show? Oh yeah, the theme song. What's the theme song? The opening called? theme is Stationary Voyagers theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it all started oh, in the oh, house yeah, of a college-bound oh, no. pencil. Accident experiment became a robot named Pextel. Teamed Wait, up no, with friends. shut up, shut up, shut up. Pen- Those are the old lyrics. <laughs> oh, sorry. oh, those are the 2000 okay, okay. lyrics. Fuck, oh, 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 shit. I'm singing for you the 2007 lyrics. Do it, do it right. Do it right. Not far away came a day our worst fears were arising. That's Dip. Nice. Lomats then, <laughs> shaped like pens, sought. Two on two, it's rising. Rising. St- I gotta go script to this chorus. Chorus. Yep. Yeah, chorus. Stationary. 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 Voyagers. And then a multiplication problem. All right. Wow. Uh, well, t- give me the synopsis for Stationary Voyagers, please. I need to know uh, what uh, uh, the general plot. General. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, wow, the synopsis. Yeah. I'm just going to skip to the, the list of episodes, because that might take a bit. Now, the Voyager's universe is a satirical alternate universe emphasizing Christian apologetics in the Louisian <laughs> tradition, while it simultaneously analyzes and critiques a variety of other topics. Oh my As God. if we could already read that into it. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> duh. Duh. These topics range from metaphysics to the teachings of Immanuel Kant and Gottfried Leibniz, Leibniz to political theories to the American culture war and then some. And I don't then some. It often uses substitution names for its components' real-world counterparts such as Antia for America and Braldon for Britain, etc. Yeah. Other references remain more obscure. Eh. <laughs> more obscure than that, huh? <laughs> Piecing together elements of American pop culture, biblical doctrine, and fabricating its own comic book-style mythology. The story is designed to read like a comic book and an action thriller. Ooh. Have I sold you yet? Uh, About diplomatic pens who discuss political theories. Yeah. But it's action-packed. Yeah. I think they punch each other a lot. This is going to be the next Matrix trilogy. Yeah. And some Bible lessons, too. Also, it's satire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, you know, what what sort of ideas, um, what sort of ideas, uh, came to you, uh, to make stationary voyagers happen? Like, like, why, why did this idea of stationary voyagers come about? Hmm, well, I guess the very beginnings of what would evolve into stationary voyagers involved four primary objects found in the third and fourth grade room of Holy Trinity Lutheran School on Burlington, Burlingame <laughs> Avenue in Wyoming, Michigan in the years of 1992-1994. These were your only to... friends, weren't they? I want to be thorough. Sure. The first of these was a simple number two pencil. Yeah, that's fair. Based on the popularity of Sonic the Hedgehog at the time. Oh, Ooh. yeah, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Based on the popularity of Sonic the Hedgehog, so this is a pretty good character. I it's bet it would be a better yeah. character if he were a pen. 
I know you're pretty exciting with your running. I, but, hang on. Uh, no, let me. I gotta tell. I, I, what I if you leaked ink this. instead? <laughs> like this, I made a short story, short series that was devised around the exploits of a pencil that could run really fast. <laughs> what? Why has nobody thought of that before now? What? Why did you do such a thing? I can think of several reasons why nobody has thought of that before. <laughs> well, keep them to yourself. <laughs> anyway, the second object, the desk in that classroom. Oh, okay. All the desks resembled des- desert plateaus in Arizona. All of them, that. perfect. All yeah, of them, dead on. Much. Yeah. Magic's life in the desert served as basic amusement and Ooh. opportunity to explore the concept of character development, even in spite of the lack of sophisticated plot. I got so excited I forgot some words here. The third object was a red pen used as a correction pen when students would correct each other's papers. Correcto, the red corrector pen. (laughs) Bow down, pal. You can't. Never mind. Sorry. He was magic. Snap in half. (laughs) We don't fucking bend, dude. Jesus. Not that he was. But if I wave you around real fast, it looks like you bend. Yeah. Yeah, he he was he was a magic sidekick. Not that he was even necessary, given the lack of sophisticated plots. What the, the, why sophisticated? Well, that's, I was that's only one word fourth, to describe this plot. I was only in the fourth grade room at the time, so give me a break, man. The fourth object. Yeah, but you were nineteen for Christ's sake. That's different. A, <laughs> a pair of scissors, often playing the role of a stork-like villain, along with the glue bottle. Storks the idea, don't look like that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shatter the Stork-like. expectations. Okay. The idea gained no support back then. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. But now however, it's 2013. However, however, it formed the basic concept of a strong moral series that could be told with anthropomorphic stationery. I guess it did do that. I, yeah. Uh, I'd like to point out that the word stork-like links to the Wikipedia article for Vlasic Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Play the role of a pickle-esque villain. <laughs> You're gonna love cutting this paper. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, good lord. Okay, what are uh, Frank West? Wait, b- are... before we before we move on, I'd like to point out that the series was canceled after four seasons. Fuck. So I'm never gonna find run. out how it is. It's a pretty good run, though. Statements like that are fucking baffling. <laughs> Well, it's no wings. That's a really but... confusing statement. <laughs> Why? Yeah, but... What the fuck? It was canceled. But, 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 but I have to add, though, it may have been canceled, but in 2000, it got reborn. Yeah, yeah Stationary Voyager's a... Final Hope. Final yeah, the I'm tired of all these button. remakes, man. When are Hollywood the top speed of the Bindaf 3000, Mach 86, was decided <laughs> from the very beginning. The, the amazing Stationary Voyager. Because of Get Smart. Obviously, um, uh, Frank sure. West. Yeah. Uh, what what are, what are some of the characters that I can expect uh, from uh, Stationary Voyagers? I know that it stars red pencil, <laughs> and mechanical pen. But what excuse are the, me, what are... they have names. You're such as pickle Textel Rublindo, a giant stiff captain and field general. He seeks to mission to redeem and give meaning to the fact that he has been mechanized. Yeah, those or. Yeah. How, who can forget Rodney and Tilly's, a fun-loving former daredevil looking for a greater purpose for his life, as he believes his former career was a waste of his potential. <laughs> his <laughs> and, former and, career was what? I mean, like, he was a pen, No, he was a daredevil. He was a daredevil pen, pen. all right. Yeah, he did, that, and, he did that thing where he'd loop around someone's thumb. Oh, crazy. <laughs> of, of course, backing them up is, is uh, the considerable acting skills of Oceano Handelbin, mm-hmm. a, f- <laughs> a former boy band member rebelling against the music industry for passing up for his brother and presumably against his parents for naming him. Right, yes. Oh, Oceano, so. thanks. <laughs> Oceano Handelbin. Handelbin. Who else we got? Uh, well... <laughs> Bet you can't go dumber than Ocean O. Hendelden. Marlac Inkripe. Oh. <laughs> Penny Pennerstein. Rounding out the villains is is Richard Cybomech Rabando. 
a uh, former believe... parish minister who has been mechanized against his will. I forget what and character is Vi- Viola Hunt in this again. Like, what? <laughs> could you describe briefly Viola Hunt? <laughs> a purple up gel pen with a sassy ghetto accent. I just like, to, I just like to point well out early on. <laughs> early on, I accused Buddy Ben of being racist for hating that character. <laughs> Man, you're good. At this. You're really good. Can, can we please talk about a certain eraser themes? I, I believe that was missed slightly. Eraser the, Yeah. A, 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 We're still on the, wow, the that one main is, members. That one's yeah. a mouthful. Erasaxo. Yeah. Er, er, yeah, thank you. Erasaxo Herrick, the last of the eraser man species. I just wanted you to read his name. I can't That's even. Why. I can't even. I'm sorry, I failed at that. <laughs> There is no way to succeed, you realize. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 There is so much shit to cover. Okay. So uh, so he also uh, has done other movies in the same way that he's done this movie. Right. <laughs> um, he's done video games. We don't even need to cover that because you fucking know that he's done video <laughs> games. Like, that's super fucking obvious. Uh, but I think it's it's important to learn... Uh, a little bit about uh, the man himself, um, because he is a fascinating specimen. Um, so he has a section on his wiki called "What's Hot This Year," Ooh. <laughs> and what's hot this year is whatever he's doing. Um, so, so everything's uh, hot then. So okay, so uh, we know that he's a uh, a Christian and uh, is a bit of a moralizer, um, but uh, uh, we haven't really kind of talked about that nearly enough so uh boots if you'll tell us about the dozer fleet production what condoms don't protect you from please <laughs> okay good <laughs> just good. is hell one of the things i'm just gonna need a second here yeah, yeah that's fine sorry something oh sorry something I just thought of something really funny there but we're gonna get serious now <laughs> Okay, right. let's do that. Oh, sorry, do that, that the funny thing. Why still do in all my these mind. pages have QR codes? By the way, has anybody scanned these? So that you could take a picture of the web page on your phone, and then it would open up a web page on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> what condoms don't protect you from is a PSA campaign that was started by the Dozer Fleet founder in September of 2008, originally for the fall semester TV production writing class with Clayton Rye at Ferris State University. The PSA scripts were written as a reaction to all the propaganda going on around the Ferris campus that promoted promiscuous sex and rampant condom use. (laughs) Uh, uh... Rampant condom use is independent of the promiscuous sex, by the way. Just, (laughs) hey guys, put on like three or four condoms (laughs) today, man. Just run around. I like to pee inside them all the day, man. It's just awesome. One on every finger. Yeah, I blow them up and just bop them around the roll. <laughs> the students in the class had participated in some of that very propaganda, and word of this PSA campaign made them very nervous. Tensions sure. only eased a very tiny amount when the sequel PSA was written for broadcast writing class in the spring semester of 2009. What especially annoyed those other students was the not-so-fast message it implied to them calling many of them out for how unjustified they were in mocking abstinence education or reducing it to straw arguments. Hmm. <laughs> straw arguments? Yeah. So arguments made with flexi straws. Yeah, if you, straws. if you put enough of those arguments together, you make a man. Yeah. All right, well, uh, uh, I feel like I've, I've read some research about abstinence education and its uh, effectiveness, but I'm sure you'll change my mind. Uh, content, self-control, it's priceless. Tell me about that uh, film. Yeah, the first of many clips in this ad shows a teenage girl curled up in in shame on the floor. She oh, looks up memories. at the camera and reminds the audience <laughs> that paying for condoms on a regular basis costs as much as paying for cigarettes on a regular basis. The point being made is that condoms don't protect from lifestyle expenses. So if I smoke cigarettes, I can't get her pregnant. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, she's just curled up in a ball crying, going, oh, God, it's cost $10 a week. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was some way of getting free condoms at this institution. You know, that's roughly the cost of just having the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, saying, what, economically what? speaking, it makes sense. What other scenes are there? Yeah, another scene features another teenage girl reminding audiences of just how specific the instructions are on the right way to use one. A condom cannot protect you from your own incompetence. 
<laughs> the next yeah, scene, you wear them all day yeah. on your fingers. <laughs> yeah, the next scene features a basketball player that reminds viewers that a condom is only as good as the areas it actually shields. Numerous so diseases can still be transferred <laughs> if any infected area comes in contact with another host. So if you're kneeing a woman in her vagina and you're not wearing a condom on your knee, you're okay. Well, yeah, why, I don't know why you needed to describe sex right there. For some, and depending okay. on the disease, a full body condom would be needed in order to shield from the disease. Oh, good. Sure. Yeah. Or just to make a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> yeah. Then another teenage girl comes in, complaining about how her boyfriend couldn't keep a secret. Condoms can't protect your reputation. They can if you that wear them the on your reputation. <laughs> a minister comes on. Reputation condoms. <laughs> yeah. A minister comes on, reminds viewers that if they're underage, they have to betray everyone in their lives who is trying to protect them just to get what they think they want, which could lead huh? to trusting someone else who is untrustworthy. Not only is that foolish, but it involves dishonesty. Dishonesty and the guilt associated with it, and the consequences of such dishonesty and guilt, cannot be stopped by a condom. Another thing that can't be stopped by condoms is confusing sentence structure. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Condoms are pretty much worthless. What, what, like. what else is somehow described in your movie with <laughs> actions? I like. I don't... Like, understand how the actions in the movie... Okay, what else happens in the movie? A man caught by his wife cheating on him shows up in a divorce court and reminds viewers that if you're caught in the act, the damage it will do to you cannot be stopped by a condom. Okay. A NASCAR driver tells the audiences that the car, the car having an airbag is no excuse to drive like an idiot. Therefore, why use a thin sheet of latex as an excuse to copulate like one? How would a NASCAR driver even say that? That's too complicated. Well, he'd slur it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Kind of mumble. <laughs> Therefore, when you put the plastic bag on your dingaling, don't fuzzle look all Jesus. up in the bad way. In a Chick-fil-A jacket. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Praise America, Jesus. Uh, this is followed up by an insurance salesman who gives takes this what? Okay, who gives takes who gives, gives takes me. the sex industry's own statistics and throws those statistics right back at them. <laughs> In a very physical way. It's a USB stick. Porn companies are always producing. Statistics. <laughs> I thought it was burned to a CD ROM. <laughs> he points out that the is. Sorry, he points out that assuming the ninety-nine percent effective rating they give is accurate, which it isn't. That means so more. That means more than a hundred thousand or more customers per year in the United States alone are potentially being cheated by product defects. And in the game of recreational sex, product I defects win. can mean oh. death. Oh, Maybe before we have sex, I got to tell you: if this condom breaks, my sperm is radioactive. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get super vagina. A, cas a casino operator also mocks the statistics, comparing recreational sex to Russian roulette, which they play uh, at casinos. They play it. They say. play it at his casino. <laughs> we need someone real trustworthy for our sex PSA. <laughs> I know a roulette dealer. A Russian roulette dealer. <laughs> it's not actually right Diddy Mao! Diddy Mao! <laughs> An off-screen narrator gets right to the point. No condom can protect you from yourself. <laughs> I then proceeded to punch myself for a long time. <laughs> Text on the screen dissolves in, reading self-control, while a girl off-camera with a black accent proclaims... You mean a shit. purple pen accent. A purple Whoa. pen accent. Whoa! <laughs> proclaims... It's priceless. I bet it didn't sound like that. The scenery shows a used condom lying next to a tombstone. In fine print, the ad attributes its sponsors, saying that they provided the ad to encourage healthy living. So did someone have sex in a graveyard? Or... Uh, what was the reception like for your for your films? There was there. By the way, there's two films. There's there's this one, and then there's. One called Living Hell, which is basically the same thing. Just mm -hmm. more, more Hell House. But anyway, what was the, re what was the reception for this? Uh, reactions were about as predicted as they would be. <laughs> oh. Okay. I kind of want to leave it like that, but I guess I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good impulse, but it shouldn't. It's like the sentence is eating itself. 
Students who have been involved in more politically correct ads were visibly uncomfortable with the existence of this ad script campaign. The one submitted for Clayton's class got the most strong reaction, with Clayton himself showing concern that the tombstone was a bit of a, a bit cheesy and over the top. The second ad didn't cause quite as much of a scene. Part of this had to do with the fact that nearly every ideology imaginable was in COM 358 in the spring of 2009, whereas a few too many students in the fall of 2008 in TV production writing class were in die of the wool, sorry, were die in the wool, liberal. Is that a, is that a real term? <laughs> hey, can we seriously go back to living hell for just a moment? I want you to read the first two sentences just on their own and stop right there. Okay. I'm, and I want you to know that I don't think this, is, this describes Dozer Fleet founder himself, of course. Okay. But please. Okay. Good. Good. A boy and his girlfriend in silence, staring each other awkwardly for a few minutes. The boy is obviously suffering from some disease. And C. <laughs> and C. <laughs> Thank you. Why are you laughing? We're not. It was a sex disease. Yeah, actually, actually, you know what? Keep going. Keep going, because there's some okay. good science in this. He tells his girl that she ruined him. She <gasps> counters that they used a condom. He then okay. points out her infected legs as the source of his warts, indicating that the <laughs> condom didn't shield all the infected areas. <laughs> he fucked her legs. <laughs> he fucked her legs. <laughs> she, so first of all, she has genital warts on her thighs. <laughs> Yes. I believe they're all mixed up. Those are actually your tits. Those are nipples. So, I mean... We had you upside down this whole time. I was speaking of your vagina. He's offering from, suffering from some sort of disease because he totally failed to notice her completely, like, warty legs before he stuck it in. Like, oh, well, I got a condom. I guess I'm okay. <laughs> okay, fuck. Uh, okay, there's there's songs... Uh, that we'll need to sing. Uh, but I think before we get into the songs, um, let's find out what Dozer Fleet did in 1999. And we know that because there's a section called What's Hot This Year, 1999. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so this page is impossibly laid out. <laughs> it's fucking really difficult to read anything. Um, but what's important is that Every blog item is color-coded for relevance. So, for example, <laughs> Mutt Matley's debut is is tagged important. And oh. so on the scale of trivial to, I don't know, the other thing, uh, this is in the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like the, the Homeland Security Advisory System of, of right. uh, nostalgia. Except all of them mean run away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ACR, oh. if you'll tell me about Mutt Mackley's debut, please. Oh, of course. The Dozer founder possessed an R. Dakin and Co. hand puppet dog for many years, but didn't really have much in the way of a use for it. He finally oh. got... Shit! <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, no! I know where this is gonna go! And it's around his balls! <laughs> well... <laughs> you don't well, know let's... that. Let's uh, let's see. Let's wait. I don't know. He finally got the idea to give it a loud, low bass, grovely voice, modeled after Typhus from Big Bad Beetleborgs. The junkyard dog's name became Mutt Mackley, and would later become the main character of a TV show idea that would be dubbed the Mutt Mackley Show. Oh, would be dubbed so that. far. No balls. I don't know why Dozer... this is written in future tense, but whatever. Dozer Fleet history relevance important. It's. <laughs> Rated Cyan. <laughs> Mackley's video debut was for a speech that the Dozer Fleet founder delivered for Jan Macy's speech class. However, he formatted it like a news broadcast that would only work if the illusion could be maintained that Mackley was a co-reporter. <laughs> sure. How dumb is the rest of your class? Additional cameras, a central recording area, and a video switcher would have caught audience reactions and made the experience that much more fun to watch. Instead, the camera lady chose to only set up one camera, a three-quarter turn <laughs> angle, which at which the speaker would have to address an off-screen audience while filling up the frame in-camera right, stage left. Mom, come on. The... Come on, Mom, can you just hold it? Mom! Not only did this violate the rule of thirds, it also destroyed <laughs> oh, the illusion Lord. as all oh. of Mackley's puppetry movements were betrayed to the camera. Unforgivable. 
an embarrassing debut, but it was a debut for the character all the same. Nowhere to go but up. I mean, Mo Mackley is just impossible to work with. One of the least professional people I've ever worked with. And the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> Guys, I want to tell you about a canoe trip to remember. Oh, uh, in the Dozer please. Fleet history, this is relevance of uh, notable. This is notable mm. blue. <laughs> much like the Chicago trip of a few months prior, this trip inspired much adrenaline in the Dozer Fleet founder, leading to the poor sleep the night before. The canoe trip, however, was just a warm-up to the events of Camp Waterloo that would immediately follow. Never much a fan of the outdoors. <laughs> Surprise. He get more than plenty of his fill of it. However, Carly would be there. And that seemed like it would make it worthwhile to deal with all that undesired outdoors time. <laughs> I'm so psyched about this canoe trip. It's got what? It's in the water? <laughs> the canoe trip was a long, uncomfortable bus ride up to a lengthy creek. As much as the Dozer Fleet founder would have loved to share a boat with Carly, so that, and I'm sure she would love it too, so the two could use the opportunity to get to know each other better, it was not meant to be. So Mr. he doesn't know Carly, and she's featured in all of these? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Lucky Carly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Kolnick wound up being his canoe partner. Carly would get to share the boat with Jesse McKing. And while the two of them normally got along quite well, canoe complications are enough to strain almost anything. <laughs> My first three <laughs> marriages all went to shit because of canoes. Oh my god! Canoes my, my parents broke up over a J-stroke. By contrast to their bickering and getting turned around, the Dozer Fleet founder and Mr. Mr. Kolonich had almost complete smooth sailing the entire trip. Mm. Now, here's a photo of Anna, Carly, Josh, Steve, and Kara enjoying their lunches. It is blurry, and you can't make anything out. Not okay. seen belonging. <laughs> uh, obsessed with Carly... <laughs> Uh, and unable to think of much else, the Dozer Fleet founder worried about the possibility of their future together. A future he, that he wanted, but suspected very much was doomed. The gloomy thoughts were amplified by a song that was stuck in his head at the time. Back to Good by Matchbox 20. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh. That song was about canoes, wasn't it? Had... Uh, he, had he more of his own money to spend, he would have liked to spend it to make the time even more enjoyable. His favorite moment, however, was below. Carly sat in a bench designed like the back of an old-style car, drinking a strawberry milkshake. All she lacked was the costume to fit the time period. What? <laughs> you know, milkshake time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not wearing your milkshake hat. You're right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get over how cute she looked in the resulting photo. Which, Maybe it's time to get over it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe now. Now, now you can get he over it. Get oh, over it. he needs to. Hey, uh, she was wearing her lucky number 22 shirt that morning. Oh, that's <laughs> prophetic. Yeah. Ironically, sure 22 came to mean bad luck in stationary voyagers, <laughs> as it was the difference between 86 for ideals and 64 for unpleasant realities. Yeah, that's, that's, that's irony. Uh, that's why she wore it. My story's not done yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad. As the end of school neared, she felt she needed to get it off her chest. Carly informed the Dozer Fleet founder that she would not be returning to SML for the fall of 1999. I think that's the school. Um, after all they'd been through together, it shocked him that this would be it. In the days before uh, Comcast Xfinity high-speed <laughs> internet at the Grand Ledge House, there was only the 1995 purchase Compact Presario. It had dial-up and ran old-school CompuServe. <laughs> that was pretty much it as far as internet access. Carly didn't really have much in the way of web access either. There was no Facebook or MySpace or Pinterest or Google+. Cell phones were not ubiquitous. Long-distance landlines were a fortune. Though she was only 14-some miles away, she might as well have been moving to the moon. <laughs> so, 
it was it was the lack of social networks that caused them to drift apart. Yes, the the dark ages <laughs> before Pinterest. Yeah, I, I'm moving away. Oh, really? Where? Um, just away. You know, way further than you could think of. The moon. Yeah, the moon. Whatever. Space. I, I'm dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that your shirt is unlucky? I, I, I'm still dead. I can't hear in you. My, in my TV show, whores get murdered when they wear that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling the cops. You don't need to call the cops. I'll protect you. Okay. Of course. Yeah. I've got these pens. <laughs> Carly would enroll in Holt High School, attending the building that later became the Holt Junior High. That's great. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are painting a picture here. She was viewed at the time of one of the greatest things that has ever happened to him. Him, of course. Third person. And yet, she was about to completely disappear as if she were nothing. No. He remembered a time when the math teacher, Mr. Burke, had chewed her out over something that was trivial. When the Dozer fleet found her, asked her for an explanation of why this was happening to her and why all of the teachers treated her like dirt. She, her only response was... Because my name is Carly. Oh, she's retarded too. Okay. Great. <laughs> Carly! <laughs> How dare you have that name again? Sit in the trash can. Because your name is Carly. She had no other response. It wasn't just fleet. The Dozer fleet founder felt as though the faculty was actively trying to sabotage his relationship before it even officially started. The two first uh... in-lab at-school project together. Oh, it's weird how everyone's conspiring to make this relationship work. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was no way to do without fish parts getting... What the fuck? I skipped a sentence and all of a sudden there were... I kind of like it better. <laughs> no, no, don't you dare shit. explain this one. Don't you okay. dare. Keep going. Keep going. Straight ahead. Sure. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to skip one sentence. Yep. There was no way to do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no way to do what? Oh, God, oh. there was... Okay, hang on. Holy shit. Okay. So I'm skipping one sentence. Right. There was no way to do it without fish parts getting everywhere, including yep. on Carly's face. <laughs> Another thing condoms won't protect against. <laughs> 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 uh, the fish that the two were assigned to take apart had a skull that was particularly resistant to penetration. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I tried. And it's Carly wasn't were all impressed. a scrambled mess anyway. <laughs> After I fucked those two days. Oh, please, those those brains were a scrambled mess before I got his brain. It's the skull open. It's they were like that already. You you gave me one of them scrambled fish brain fishes. He knew that with Carly's attitude toward the teachers being what it was, she was past any point of having patience with that school or trying to make anything work out. She had to leave for the sake of her own sanity. A conversation with me, I assume. She mm -hmm. wanted a fresh start and a clean slate and to wipe away all the grief she had gotten from anyone at that school. The Dozer Fleet founder knew all too well that everyone else assumed the worst about her all the time and they were never <laughs> willing to give her a chance and not knowing what else to do. If only she had a white knight in her life. Uh, she developed a bad attitude towards them, thus playing right into their hands and turning things into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Kenny McCuller went so far as one point to tell the Dozer Fleet founder that Carly, quote, isn't good for more than maybe a one-night stand. Oh, no. In her mind, a fresh start at Holt High was the only escape. Uh, due to Dozer Fleet founders families many personal grievances with the public education system oh Ooh, wow yeah. wow that is a deep sentence right there <laughs> he decided to stick it out at sml even though he knew it wouldn't be the same without her he was devastated but he knew he had to carry on he gotten by for 15 years without needing her why should one year with her change all that <sighs> oh, but 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 ac are you gonna turn the story around Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You are. Come on. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, all right. Never one to readily accept defeat, the Dozer Fleet founder set to work keeping touch with the woman who had completely captured his imagination the only way he knew how at the time. Snail mail. Whoa! Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get, like, snail mail where I'm going. 
Yeah, I, I don't get mail. <laughs> I, I can't read either, and, and I'm allergic to paper. Well, that's yeah. a problem because you said you're not allowed to talk to me in person. Yeah, but, you know, I'm allergic if, to air. If you're writing all those letters, if you write enough of them, it's like the same cost as, you know, buying cigarettes. <laughs> you, uh, you can't write letters. Think of all the abuse you'll be doing to those poor pens. Somewhere between July, between June 7th and July 17th, the Dozer Fleet founder set to work developing a newsletter that would keep her informed of everything oh, happening dear. in his life. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm allergic to news. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because none of that is actually happening either. Oh. Borrowing the inspiration for its name from a home improvement episode, <laughs> Yo Splaz what was born. Fuck? Good now, God! I'm, I'm oh, really curious about. I, I know you're very curious about the origins of this title, so I'm going to explain. No. Oh yeah, very much. Yeah. The splaz part came from the fact that Carly was described as having slaz, mm. but also had the nickname spaz. <laughs> Why do you say spaz and slaz all the time whenever I'm around? Now the portmanteau splaz was coined just for her to give her the best of both. Why do you think that's better? Uh, when when there was nothing better to talk about, headlines would mention such things as what the dog tried to eat recently. <laughs> hey hey uh let's I, I like I'd like to skip forward in this part of the story. Great. There's an, art, there's an article I posted Terrific. here. Uh just read the section titled Cancellation. Uh no, no, you better not fucking read cancellation without reading History. Oh, the history. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're reading that fucking history. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Who's reading that fucking history? <laughs> Frank West. Tell me okay. about the history of Yo Splaz. <laughs> well, most bi-weekly issues of the newsletter were written using Microsoft Publisher 2000 uh -huh. and documented very event various events in the founder's life while waiting for her to respond. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? <laughs> most of the time, she didn't. No. <laughs> time she really didn't <laughs> responses were often generic and did more to not say what was going on over on her end than to actually say anything <laughs> then she... i i sent him a lot of blank pieces of paper just... so so wait a sec wait a sec wait here's a sec. my newsletter he... it's called take a fucking hint <laughs> well so it's like he's sending her a newsletter in which he like regales her with stories about what the dog's eating and then she sends her, she, she sends back trivial stuff back, and he's upset by this. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't hard news. This is we have to understand what he's this interested is in pieces. is stuff about him. She sort of sent him back information about, <laughs> about him. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about the history of Yosplas. <laughs> Common features included talking about personal and school projects, Great. documenting political issues of the time, Great. and documenting oh. things family members were up to. So Whenever the fit. family dog would do something bizarre, <laughs> this too was also was often included in the newsletter. Congratulations! Something bizarre, like you know, like does your taxes or he drives a car. Or... Dog eats tomatoes or oh, dog okay. eats cucumbers were sometimes <laughs> featured. <laughs> we're sometimes yeah, more plural. than once. <laughs> dog eats food. I see. That is amazing. It was, in essence, a series of love letters scantily clad as a semi-professional <laughs> newsletter. It's, well, yeah, no, nothing gets bitches hot like dog eats tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe it was a love letter to his dog. Dear Carly, how do I love thee? Let me count all the ways my dog eats things that aren't appropriate. <laughs> issues were sent in a custom-designed envelope, emphasis on issues, and mailed to her house in Holt. It is yeah. unknown how many of the issues were actually read, as she began to ignore the letters by late 2000. Yeah, I ignored them the whole time. She uh, began to ignore the letters by late 2000, discontinued in... Oh, 2000! Oh, the same year! Surprising! <laughs> I assumed you'd have at least eight years in that. My mom Holy made me fuck. write to you. Uh, Alright, well, tell me about the cancellation of Yo Splash. <laughs> When it was discovered that she was no longer even reading the letters, all publication of them was discon... Wait, how did he find out? Yeah, what did the... He... I sent <laughs> you a letter saying stop doing this shit. put a spy camera in the letter. <laughs> all letters she had sent were thrown away. Sure. Evidence huh. of her apathy were made clear when she could not recall a previous issue documenting the start of stationary voyagers. <laughs> as a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, oh the God. pen project. The one about pens? You seriously did not read that whole thing. Who was your favorite character? You don't even know who your favorite character was. Oh my god. 
She also showed no sympathy whatsoever for the founder having had to get stitches. And showed no concern over several dozen other things. So she was she was lacking in empathy for others? Well, I, am, I know why you two couldn't get along then. <laughs> the founder continued unbrokenhearted, but still with a soft spot for her, until meeting mm -hmm. Emily in 2001. Oh, that no, relationship run, was also run, Emily! <laughs> Dozens of prospects in college that went nowhere later, the founder soon became a very lonely, lonely college graduate in January of 2011. Became. Relief from that came in May, upon meeting a woman from the Philippines who was a little more open to what she was getting into than any huh? of the American, Korean, whatever woman in he met in college were. Huh? They're I... all anime characters. A window of possible redemption finally opened up. Ooh, redemption for this chick. I mean, she was lost without him. Well, speaking of redemption for this chick, in July of 2011, Carly herself apologized in a Facebook message for her behavior <laughs> a decade earlier, stating, There are many things from the past about which I am not proud, and I am happy to say I am not that girl anymore. Distancing <laughs> myself from you was not one of them, you fucking freak! <laughs> I'm not proud that I ever spoke to you, but today... <laughs> I'm it's important. To, she didn't specify who that was aimed at. Uh, so, so development. Uh, the section on development, of course, comes after the section on cancellation, because chronologically, that makes sense. Um, will you just take the uh, the second paragraph of the development of Yost Blaz? Yes, I will. Just, just so you can tell me what you've learned from this whole thing. Well, the newsletter worked for about a year to serve as a bridge to keep the two together, but she grew increasingly interested in New Horizons, even as the Dozer Fleet founder grew increasingly stubborn about proving he could be faithful to her, even in the midst of a student body that was encouraging a be-a-player mentality. <laughs> but he wasn't going to go for that. It became as much a need to prove a moral point as it was an inability to let go. And I think we all learned a valuable lesson. Yeah, we really Except did. for the Dozer Fleet founder, who I don't think learned a valuable lesson. Rather than read you any of his um, uh, of his uh, uh, Scarlet Letter, uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of uh, his James Bond knockoff. <laughs> Back at the lair, the USB drives the contents are analyzed. Tiffany and Vince discover that Felix is capturing ideological opponents and threatening to lick them and give them HIV if they don't give them what you know what would foil that man's plot? A condom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a dental dam. <laughs> like, like, uh, I'll lick you and give you HIV. Uh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then you let me go, right? Because I'll have HIV? Yeah, okay, good, good. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they also discover that several others knew... Uh, who would be the for being dealt with? Women are decapitated while men are eviscerated. <laughs> at, at the same time? Yeah, that's, they that's have to watch coordination. Size, that, so in, wait so a second, wait a second. Split was, that him re, was that him rewriting Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus or whatever it was? <laughs> it's and a song parody. And their organs oh. are harvested on the black market. Kickbacks of the money ends up going to the Democrat PAC campaigns. Wait, Major wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes. So mm -hmm. it's selling it on the black market, but then there's kickbacks. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Up until then, it was on the up and up. But, uh, okay, okay, I gotcha. They're gonna launder it through McDonald's. Uh, Navy Rope and Tiffany decide that since most of the company has already elected not to believe the story, exposing it will do no good. <laughs> they instead decide to sabotage the operation. Uh, however, they carry on with the mission. Tiffany uses her street smarts to learn where the storage center is. It's <laughs> Tiffany. Ooh, I think I know what race <laughs> Tiffany is. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> Tiffany is a purple pen, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, then breaks in with Navy Roop. They discover hundreds of decapitated bodies being kept alive on special machines and lab tables. So as to keep the organs fresh and harvest ready. Yeah. Um, there was there was a like a. Uh, you could have just kept the heads on, man. There was, wasn't there a, a movie that came out like about like in Pakistan about like Jews that were, like, killing babies and selling their organs to lesbians or something. Well, know. that's anyway. practically every movie, though, isn't it? <laughs> 
was just uh, gonna say this is pretty much game change that one book. I I don't I I gotta say I don't know how I would formulate that Google search query though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just want uh, just Vin Diesel. <laughs> I want to interject in here to just give you a little piece of uh, Garosha trivia. Yeah. Uh, oh. Vince Fenton is highly resistant uh-huh. to HIV, having the Kron <laughs> resistance. This makes him nearly immune to Clarence Felix's signature weapon, Uh-oh. the Death Lick. In turn, <laughs> why are you laughing? Oh, because it's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I wrote I, it then. I I'm glad. I'm glad this man, who is the person of this website, wrote it. <laughs> this makes him ah. the Garosha Universe superhero with the most mundane superpower. Right, of course. Well, back to the back to the story at hand, though. Mandy helps Tiffany disguise herself and hide her navy rope gear while getting Vince to a hospital. However, Robert makes good in his threat. His foolish demand of a reward, however, results in Felix stabbing him with a syringe and then licking the wound. Oh. With his death so, lick. Man. Death. So he healed and killed. Right. Oh, I've just been stabbed. That's no problem. <laughs> I've been stabbed before. What the fuck? Oh, no! Oh, my God. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, scroll down yeah. on scroll on the page you're on, Lemon. Yeah. To, to Clarence Felix. Clarence? And Clarence. just just read, in about the middle of that, he has uh, Clarence Felix's uh, catchphrase. Clarence Felix, Clarence. Clarence Felix. It starts with the word welcome and ellipses. Here, I'll just... Uh, Clarence Felix is an HIV plus, uh, HIV positive, racial militant gay activist who gets recruited into right. the FPV's Oklahoma division. Blah blah blah. Sure. Uh, he is also known for licking his victims like a cat as a way of threatening them, often taunting them by afterwards whispering to them, "Welcome to the world of AIDS." <laughs> Jesus, is it made of AIDS? Can you can you try that again with a like a ringmaster approach? Whoa! Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Often taunting them by afterwards whispering to them, "Welcome to the world of AIDS." <laughs> See, I was thinking more along the lines of "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. To the world of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Can, can I jump to one of his political ads that was more recently produced? I mean, oh, before... sure, yeah. I don't see okay. why not. <clears throat> We're gonna be here all night. Look up. Uh, wait, no, I can actually learn to copy and paste. Oh, oh really, Lena? Yep. <laughs> oh, really, Lena? Yep. Oh, really, Lena? Is a political ad made by Digital Fleet TV for the 2012 elections. It is a response to the infamous Lena Dunham ad. Your first time, which tries to win voters by adding a creepy sexual innuendo to the process of voting. Yeah, there's nothing. Oh, fuck it. There's nothing yeah, yeah. Quite creepy mm-hmm. about sex. Yep. The response ad opens up by establishing a drinking analogy. From there, it analyzes voting for either candidate as the difference between two drinking buddies. It points out that while Romney may not make much for a drinking buddy, at least your drink will be safe. He wouldn't let you have a drink. By contrast, it argues, hiding Obama for a drinking buddy, and this is well established by facts, will result in you passing out from your drink, waking up in a gutter somewhere sometime later, and wondering who stole your kidney. It goes on... Wait, wait, wait. It goes on to... Why does does drinking with Obama affect my alcohol tolerance? (laughs) Also, kidneys got pissed out. It goes on to accuse Lena of having fried her brain on birth control drugs. That's how that shit Wow. That's right. We found somebody dumber about human sexuality and birth control than no. Rush Limbaugh. No, Holy no, 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 shit. No, no. Holy I... shit. You are the leader of the next generation, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. She was strung out on birth control drugs and Altoids. Wait, wait. Too close to many... Obama's secret kidney stealing ring. <laughs> Pointing out that many businesses have had to go bankrupt in order to sponsor her forced birth control agenda. How many businesses did she bankrupt by fucking. All of them. Oh, okay. Selena Dunham, shit, shit, close the window. What a rap Boy, that 
that's a lot of wiki. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, okay. hey, I'll do it again. Sure. And there we go. Round about an hour of that's a spicy Wikipedia. Fuck you. <laughs> Boots, what'd you learn this week? Uh, I learned a lot of nonsense. I learned like thirteen hundred pages of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we didn't read all of those pages, no, but I felt still I, sort of like osmosized them. Yeah, in. I feel like I've taken them in. Like you know, I I know about. Even though we didn't read it, I know about Lumbrelli Labs Pillbug Robotic Avatar Module Two Feminine in Pink, nicknamed Strawberry. Yeah, this uh, this was a this was a challenge to read. I mean, obviously, like you can look at this fucking hideous uh, website and you go, okay, clearly that's F plus material, and it's and you're right, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got so much. It's it's kind of like it's kind of conservapedia. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Nintendo fan wiki. Um, it's got like a lot of like elements, but like it's so fucking dense. Yeah, like, when it, it like it's weird. got its own continuum, and then there, there's like the you know the the live journal stuff in there too, and like the entire yeah. history of the guy. It's it's. Uh, I mean, we recorded to do this one. We recorded longer than we usually do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, we've 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 gotten our recordings down to a pretty good, you know, like, like lean maybe like hour and a half, and 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 only cutting out about twenty minutes or so an episode. Um, that is not the case here. We we went very long, um, and then I took it upon myself to just <laughs> go into the recording with a hatchet and just try to get this thing close to an hour. Yeah, this that recording was about as much of a mess as this website is. Uh, our thanks to uh, both of the people that submitted this. Uh, I got I got two different documents here. One is from Cheapskate, uh, and the other is from Matt's. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for for submitting. And of course, if you want to submit something, you can go to thefpl.us, uh, where we're taking your submissions, and uh, we have a uh, maintained uh, spreadsheet of all the submissions that we have and that we don't have, so you can know. Uh, how to get in there. Yeah, and if you want to help pad out content on a website, come to Ball Pit. That's B-A-L-L-P dot I-T. What should I talk about on Ball Pit? Oh, uh, talk about your favorite uh, characters that you've made in Sim... uh, Not Sim City, The Sims. Sure. Uh, You can talk about, you know, girls that uh, were sort of, like, friendly to you uh, in high school. Mm -hmm. Or just, you know, the gay crusade against American family values. Yeah, that's... Um, That's that's always a solid topic. (laughs) Uh, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next yeah. time. Goodbye. Good night. And goodbye. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah. A brief history of how World War II started, because you probably have a theory, but it's wrong. After the okay. Marquis de Sade was executed, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, well, it's history, right. it, and this is technically correct, so I'm, I'm still with you. Yeah. Nothing happened in the past. His yeah. disciples decided to employ his propaganda. Anyone who opposed their barbaric cruelty toward their murder and rape victims was accused of being an irrational bigot for opposing brutal rape and murder. <laughs> These followers of Dasad, the Sadians, <laughs> became oh. the origin of the term sadism and sadistic. The original mm. Sadians eventually moved from France to Germany and became the Nazi party. 